0: <laughs> Three, four! Wide to the right. Hunt in the backfield. Mayfield takes the snap. He's going to run it to the right. Mayfield turns the corner and got the first down on the right side. He slides inside the 40-yard line. Minkah Fitzpatrick tags him down. First down Browns at the 39-yard line of Pittsburgh. And the clock is running with 52 seconds left to go. It's a first down and that bench area is starting to feel it right now
1: and Baker had awareness to, to slide down bounds.
0: 12,000 are going crazy inside First Energy Stadium, and wherever you are, this is starting to become very, very real that the Browns are going to go to the playoff. They're in victory formation, and Baker Mayfield takes a knee, and the clock will wind down. And a- Amazing story. The Browns will get their 11th win of the year. They'll go to 11-5, and and they're going to the playoffs. Unbelievable. What a season. The team's off the sideline congratulating. They could meet each other next weekend at Hines Field. And the ball game is over, and the Cleveland Browns have made it into the NFL playoffs for the first time in 18
1: long years. That is absolutely right. Jim Donovan could not have said it better myself. Guys, welcome back to the Jake Podcast. It has been a while, been a while, since I've been on the sticks, um... Been a been a crazy holiday month and uh, just thought, you know what, better to take off some time. I had COVID, which uh, made me really tired and really wasn't up for it. Uh, sore throat for a while. Then, you know, my fiance got uh, COVID as well. She actually got first. Um, you know, my sister got it and that wasn't even from us. So it was just like, you know, and then not to mention the two pretty big holidays trying to get stuff done. So had a bit of a craziness there but I don't want to focus on that I want to focus on why I'm back today it is to go and talk straight up Cleveland Browns they have made the playoffs Jim Donovan and Doug Deacon on the call just before it has been a long wait it has been 18 years and I was there I know I was there when Cleveland Browns and the call was run William Run they had to beat the Atlanta Falcons that were led by Michael Vick at the time and Michael Vick was you know Michael Vick at the time uh, and they needed a win plus a little bit of help and they ended up getting that help later in the day when we were driving home from the Browns game watching the other AFC finishes go their way it wasn't it wasn't gonna be easy that day and it wasn't gonna be easy this year. Last time the Browns got in, they only needed to be 9-7. and seven. This time, they needed to be 11-5. and five. They needed 11 wins just to be the 7th team. Now, they did end up getting the 6th team because of a tiebreaker, so we would have made it in the old format, but 11-5. and five. Best Cleveland Browns team since they've come back um, in 1999. One of the best, you know, in, I mean, since like, Record wise, you know, you can go back and compare this team to the the good teams of the late '80s, the ones that made it a run in the AFC Championship games. So, it it's it's really it's really special. Um, some people want to know, like Jake, did you cry when this happened? I did not. No, I didn't cry. Um, and it's mainly because I really believed that this team would be here, and I kind of just always had the expectation of this was going to be a playoff team. I know I always go into the season saying we're going to go ten and six. We're going to make the playoffs, and that never really happens. And it's like, ah, oh, you know, it's it's always kind of crushing because I set the bar high for this team. But this team, I knew I was like, listen, Baker Mayfield, Kevin Stefanski, this is the crew. This is like, this is the time. And I thought they can get ten wins. I even said in the preseason, and we'll do a whole real you know, recap of what I said in the preseason after the playoffs are over. But I said in the preseason that I think eleven wins is not out of you know is not is not out of discussion i thought really like that could happen but i said it you know tempered my expectations and said 10 and 6 i think they go 10 and 6 and they make the playoffs as a wild card team um i thought the you know the ravens would be the only one finishing ahead of them i did not think the steelers would have a 12 win season but you know a lot of things were weird this year um and this was it it was a tough path to get to the playoffs you know you might want to say like Oh, you know, Jake, they were, you know, 9 and 3. They just had to go two and two down the finish to make it. They beat a bunch of teams in the NFC East. Like, you know, I get it. Like they had you know, when you look at when they entered December, I get it they should have made the playoffs, but all the things they had to go through. There were countless amount of practices canceled because of a, you know, contact tracing or a player got COVID. And this was in Kevin Stefanski's rookie year. So they were implementing a new offense. They had no preseason. They had countless amount of COVID shit. Um, They had, you know, their all-pro right guard missed a couple games. Nick Chubb missed a couple games. Miles Garrett got COVID. Denzel Ward got COVID. Uh, Their wide receiver room had to miss the entire Jets game. The entire room had to miss the Jets game. There were so many things going against the Browns way this year that you'd say, Oh my god, only this year would it happen to the Browns. Classic Browns to let COVID ruin their season, ruin the best Browns season we've seen in years, and we're going to watch, you know, the New York Giants get into the playoffs at 6 and 10, the Browns miss it at 10 and 6, and the Giants go on a Super Bowl run while we're sitting home thinking, "Wow, we were only one win away from being one of the best teams in the NFL." That didn't happen. This was a special season. And the Browns were given an opportunity to exercise some demons, and they did. There were plenty of times this year where the Browns would, the, the, where the Browns won a game that they would typically lose. You know, I look at, you can start right off the season, okay? They, they got blasted by the Ravens in week one. But let's just go back and like, let's think about that for a second. It was Kevin Stefanski's first ever game as a head coach. He had no preseason. He barely had an off season because he was, you know, late to the party being a, you know, a, a a rookie head coach. He was meeting players through Zoom rather than actually meeting them in person, implementing a game plan and an offensive scheme that was brand new to everybody over Zoom and Skype calls or whatever. Had no chance to have a preseason to kind of warm things up. He had barely known these guys. And then he was going up against the Baltimore Ravens, John Harbaugh, basically the best team in the NFL last year up until the playoffs. They were 14 and two. They set a record for like biggest point differential in NFL history. They led the league in points, They uh, points per game. They led the league in like defensive points allowed per game. The, the Ravens last year were incredible and they after they lost in the playoffs the, nothing changed for them they added like a linebacker and they and they had to change one offensive lineman everything else was like cool we're plugging in, and we are the same team as last year. So that was a really tall task for Kevin Stefanski, and he knew that. He He's a smart guy. He understands that. He was like, listen, I know that this is going to be a difficult one. That's why they went and did the fake punt early in the game, because they're like, we cannot go down two scores and give them the ball. Like, that just can't happen um, against this team. They're too good. So he went for it early. It backfired. It backfired. Um, Chubb fumbled, that never happens, we uh, turned it over on downs, or it was actually technically a fumble that they, you know, it was on fourth down, so it doesn't really matter, but, you know, okay, so they got whacked in that game, then they put on a couple, you know, wins, they beat the Bengals, they beat Washington, they beat Dallas, and all of a sudden you're like, hey, the Browns, they're, they're not nothing, and I know some of the, you know, those three teams aren't very good right now, but then they said, okay, beat someone that's actually good, they beat the Colts and then they go into Pittsburgh of course without Chubb without Teller and uh, they got the, you know they got their butts kicked you know to put it lightly and that's and that's okay because the Steelers were incredible at that time Baker was basically playing from behind the whole game because on the first drive he threw one of his only 8 interceptions of the year 8 interceptions on the entire year for Baker Mayfield who threw 21 last year huge improvement for Baker Uh, They're playing from behind. The Steelers, they're one of the best teams in the NFL at that time. And the Browns were basically learning how to play without two of their most important pieces on offense because Teller has been that good on the offensive line. And Nick Chubb is one of the best running backs in the NFL. So they got their breaks kicked in by Pittsburgh. Then they beat Cincinnati again. Then they they lose to the Raiders in you know another game. No Teller, no Chubb, and that game, the loss of the Raiders, was just a weather anomaly type game where something called uh, like Gert was coming down or Grant. It, it was it was like a hail um, wintry mix that I had never heard of and oh, gra- uh, grassle maybe i don't even know i forget but it was ridiculous i was like okay so we're inventing precipitation to ruin the browns game plan they dropped a couple balls in the end zone they had a couple extra turnovers that they shouldn't have had they uh, you know baker was trying to thread the needle in the in this you know hurricane winds it was a, it was a disgusting game where one team was going to lose because they didn't get to implement their game plan that was the browns that's their third loss of the year then they go and they win a couple games, Philadelphia, Houston. Uh, they come up to, uh, they beat Tennessee in what is absolutely one of the biggest ass kickings I've ever seen, uh, where they were up like 35 to 6 or 7, and that was at halftime. And basically just let their foot off the gas, but it was fine. They still won, but uh, you know the, the score did not indicate how much of a beatdown it really was. They went into Tennessee, and they just kicked the crap out of them. Then they played Baltimore on Monday Night Football in what was the best game of the year, and they lost. It sucked because, you know, it, you know as, as good as the offense was, you know, we made a couple mistakes. Baker threw an interception. You know, and you see, like, okay, games where Baker Mayfield has an interception, that tends to be a game where the Browns might lose. But uh he made up for the interception. He took the lead. He he was like he really put the Browns in a position to win. The only problem was we gave Baltimore too much time and we gave up a like third and eight or I think it was even worse I thought it was like third and 13 to Trace McSorley when Lamar Jackson was out I was like that was it that was our chance to stop them and win this game but unfortunately the Browns gave up you know a last second they gave up a fourth down conversion to Lamar Jackson They eventually went down the field, and that was under two minutes. They went down the field too quickly in 40 seconds and scored a touchdown, but gave Justin Tucker enough time to hit a 50-yard field goal. And it's like, okay, so we gave up multiple scores to the Ravens under two minutes left in the halves again. Like, that's something we need to get over the hurdle of, is that our time management versus the Ravens' time management. The Ravens always find a way to win that quote-unquote middle eight and the I like to you know look at it as the final two minutes. Like they're always scoring in the last two minutes of the half, and the last two minutes of the game, and they're scoring to start the second half as well. And it's just that's just too much to overcome if you're an offense that's waiting for the ball, and all you're watching is the other team scoring. So that's something that we got to work on. Um, but they came back, they beat the Giants. That was no game. Uh, then they, of course they deal with the Jets game. Which was ridiculous because they had, they're already down a couple players because of injuries and COVID. And then they lose their entire wide receiver room because of COVID, because of contact tracing. Jarvis Landry didn't have it. It was the first game of his entire career they had to miss. And he didn't even have COVID. It was just that he was, you know, open to it or whatever. So the Browns didn't have receivers. They had to play, you know, with tight ends. And they were also down three linemen. And yet, after all of this, they were still in the game at the end and just, you know, couldn't get it done because, of course, you know, this crap happens. And then week 17, doesn't matter. We go in, we beat Pittsburgh in week 17, something that, well, you know, we've never done. I think there was like an 18, (coughs) excuse me, 18 game stretch of losing to them or 13 game stretch of losing to them to end the season, which I think is absolutely ridiculous, but yeah, it makes sense. So after all that, you know, I know those are excuses. I know no one wants to hear, but the Cleveland Browns are in the playoffs and they get to face the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is so awesome to me. I'm like, this is just another chance to exercise the demons. Last week, it was like, hey, are you going to let Mason Rudolph, who's in for Ben, uh, end your season? No, they didn't let that happen. They beat Mason Rudolph. It was ugly, but that's kind of like been the mantra of Browns wins this year is that like they're ugly, but they don't care. Like there's no such thing as an ugly win or an ugly loss in their eyes. (coughs) Excuse me. So like that's important to remember for this team because like a lot of people want to measure your, you know, how good you are because of how much you're beating teams by but look at the Kansas City Chiefs; they're not beating teams by a ton of points, and yet they're, you know, they're the best team in the NFL because they just win most of their games. The Browns are only a couple wins behind them, so um, I'm not saying the Browns are going to beat, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. But I don't think the Browns, you know, Browns are one of the best six seeds to ever make the playoffs. You know, Browns are te- techni- technically technically since the realignment of the divisions where there are four divisions in each conference eight divisions total four teams per division since they did that this is the first time that three teams in one division finished with 11 or more wins meaning that this is the best third place team in the history of the you know NFL as currently constructed the 32 teams the browns finishing 11 and 5 Eleven and five has never been in third place before. Eleven and five has always been at very least second place. So not only does that help the Browns next year with scheduling, where they get to play third place teams like the Patriots, the Texans, and the Cardinals instead of playing the Dolphins, the Colts, and the Rams, which, you know, I, I think the I think the Colts are quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender, and I think the Dolphins I mean, they're built very nicely right now, and they have the number three overall pick because the Texans are so bad. So, you know, that's that's going to help the Browns in the future. But it just shows like they had a lot to overcome in their own division alone. They went three and three because they beat the Bengals twice, but you know they were in this. You know, the last Steelers game they won, and that Ravens game that they should have won on Monday Night Football. So, you know, if you just count those. Early season loss is a little less. This Browns team is for real. That's that's the only point I'm trying to make. This Browns team is for real. All right. So how for real are they though? You know, uh, I did a power rankings. I don't do power rankings all that much, but I did power rankings of the NFL teams. And to save you time, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do all 32. It doesn't make a lot of sense. There's a draft order for that. But I wanted to power rank the top 10 teams in the NFL right now as we go into the playoffs all right number 10 i got the tennessee titans uh i don't think they're playing necessarily great they barely beat houston yesterday um i feel like houston kind of let them come back and win that game because um i mean deshaun watson was great to take the lead late in the game but of course they just give out like a 60 yard bond to aj brown to set up the game-winning field goal uh that being said they're a really good team derrick henry uh you know, crossed the 2000 rushing yard mark yesterday. So and he's legit. He's the best runner in the NFL. And, but the Browns showed a recipe on how to beat them is get on them early, force, force them to kind of like go away from Henry a little bit. And as they do that, like, you know, AJ Brown and Corey Davis are really good receivers, but their defense can be beaten. And, and, if you're beating their defense, they can't lean on Henry like they always do. Um, this is easier said than done. And it's not like, you know, this eye-opening conspiracy because this is basically the same way to beat the Browns and the Ravens, you know, like there are teams that rely on not having to throw the ball, but getting to run the ball at their leisure. But the Titans, I think they're still a good team. They won their division. They will be hosting the Ravens. I think that's going to be a really good game. And, uh, Yeah, so, but I think I have them right now at number 10. Number nine, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, they are, they kind of like limped their way into the playoffs. They beat San Francisco, they won the NFC West, but ever since starting the season 5 0, they've barely been like a 500 team since then. Um, And and I, you know, I know you got to count all 16 games, all 17 weeks count. And I get that, but I'm just looking at the way they're playing right now. And, I mean, they're only a little bit better than the Washington, you know, the Washington football team over the last, uh, you know, probably 10 games. So, I I mean, Russell Wilson was putting up some crazy MVP-like numbers to start the season, but he is completely out of the MVP argument now. They are kind of like a one-trick pony with, like, okay, they have DK Metcalf who can be dominant at times, but... If he's not beating you, Tyler Lockett had like like two or three good games. One of them was, I mean, two or three like monster games, and the rest he's been like kind of okay. Their running game is pretty good, but their line is not that special, and their defense is very susceptible. So I don't really love the Seahawks going into the playoffs. I think they are absolutely a team that can be upset, especially by a Rams team that has Jalen Ramsey. That has some special players on the defense that can really disrupt what they're doing. So I would, I would be worried if I am a Seahawks fan of getting upset, especially since you don't have that home crowd. Winning the NFC uh, NFC West wasn't that big of a deal this year because you know that home crowd isn't going to be there. All right, number eight, I do have the Cleveland Browns. I think they can beat any team in the NFL. I think that's possible. Um, they are really beaten up right now with injuries. They play the Steelers on Sunday night football of the Wild Card weekend. Uh, it'll be the last game of the weekend and hopefully they will have a couple guys back. Greedy Williams is trying to come back. Denzel Ward might be able to come back for that game. Uh, two of their linebackers, Malcolm Smith, BJ Goodson, hopefully back for that game. And, um, and Anderson Day who their free safety. So like they're, they they could have. A good amount of players coming back. And that would be really nice because they lost Olivier Vernon for the year. He tore his Achilles in Week 17 against the Steelers. But if you watch the Browns play and if they get to... I mean, this was only a game yesterday because they didn't have any D-backs covering any of the Steelers receivers. And they didn't run with Chubb nearly enough. I think Kevin Stefanski said, listen, I'm going to run Chubb the least amount I need to win. And I'm going to save him for the playoffs because Kevin Stefanski knows the job's not done. That was the first thing he said to the guys was, I'm proud of you guys. This was great. But are we satisfied? No, job's not done. Like, that was the first thing, the first message, because they didn't believe this season was only about making the playoffs. Now, to the fans, this was a huge stepping stone. You know, it was the first winning season since 2007. First 10-win season since 2007. First playoff appearance since 2002. Those were three huge hurdles that the Browns defeated, but they still haven't won a playoff game since the 90s. So this would be the first playoff win in the new Browns era. You know, like the expansion era, or whatever. And that is another hurdle that we want to get over as Browns fans. So and and the coaches are expecting that too. So, but I do have the Browns at number eight. I think I think this. This cluster, right? Like I have the Titans at 10, um, the Seahawks Browns, and then I'm going to put seven, six, kind of all in the same range. Like if you're basically six through 10, uh, I think you can interchange them because of the way they're playing right now. Number seven, I do have the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they're playing horribly right now. They've lost four of five after starting 11-0. They lost to Washington. They lost to Cincinnati. Uh, They barely beat Indianapolis because they had one good half of football. And, yes, they sat a lot of guys against the Browns, um, and they lost that game as well. Uh, And they got, you know, beaten pretty badly by Buffalo Bills. So that's been their recent, you know, run of games is, yes, they've, you know, three you know four of those teams are playoff teams but um they are just not the same team that started the season off so hot they can barely run the ball they're not that good of a running game and their offense is kind of like just like very simple of they have four talented wide receivers and they just like toss it up and hope a receiver can make a play or like hope the receiver makes a nice move and gets open because Ben has not been all that good. Their O-line is, you know, has been banged up a lot. So I get that that's a thing. Uh, we'll see how the O-line is faring out in, you know, in the playoffs. But I mean, if you're talking about home teams that with a chance to lose, I definitely think the Steelers have a chance to lose to the Browns. And if that happens, I have the Browns definitely jumping them. Okay. Number six, uh, the New Orleans saints. Again, they, you know, they won their last two games, so um, you know, you're probably wondering like, wow, why would the two seed be so low, um, in the NFC? But to be honest, I just, uh, I mean, Drew Brees, I I do not trust him the way he's playing, and I think they are destined to lose before the NFC championship game. I think they're going to be, if not upset by. Um, the bears, which I think could happen. I don't think they will lose to the bears, but if they don't lose to the bears, I think they're really in a tough spot against one of those NFC West teams. Uh, I look at the Rams as a team that I think can beat Seattle and can beat um, what you would call it. Um, uh, New Orleans. So I'm, I, I would just be worried if I'm, if I'm the saints, that's all I'm saying. And, uh, Drew Brees, he's just not the same. <clears throat> Top five, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they're just beating the crap out of everybody right now. You do not want to face them. Uh, their closest game in the last like two months was when they beat the Browns on Monday Night Football. I would love to see the Browns get a second chance at them, but I don't think... Uh, I mean, I don't think the Browns and Ravens will make the uh, AFC Championship game. They're very, very cool, but I just don't see it happening. Uh, but they're running all over people. Lamar Jackson's playing pretty loose and also like comfortable. And their defense, uh, I mean, they've got you know studs all over the D. So uh, they're just playing too good right now. Uh, number four, I got is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are definitely peaking at the right time. I know New Orleans won their division. I know that New Orleans should be ahead of them in basically everything, but just the way that Tom Brady's playing, this offense is clicking. Mike Evans, he didn't, he avoided a big injury, so he should be back for the playoffs. I think they roll Washington, and I think that game against Green Bay, um, that'll be like kind of for the NFC crown, even though it's a week early. Uh, number three, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. I know that's crazy. Best record in the NFL, one seed in the AFC. Why are they number three? Well, they have just been winning tight games. They let teams hang around. And I think they're going to run into a couple teams in the, in the playoffs where you don't want to let these teams hang around. Like these are really good teams. And frankly, you know, I know what they're capable of. And I I kind of, you know, I would make them the favorite if you're going to be doing a Super Bowl pool or whatever. So it's not like I'm you know, betting against them. I'm just saying the way teams have been playing, these top two teams have been playing better than the Kansas City Chiefs, even though I believe the ceiling for the Chiefs is way above everyone else. Number two is the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP, 48 touchdowns, five interceptions. Uh, He's like right up there for league leading passing yards. Uh, behind Deshaun Watson. Didn't think Deshaun Watson would lead the league in passing. Um, that was cool. But Aaron Rodgers has been the MVP. Devontae Adams has 18 receiving touchdowns. Aaron Jones is is a top 10 running back. Their line is banged up right now, which is really concerning because David Bacchiari and I think they're down Ricky Wagner as well. He was carted off during the Tennessee game, so I don't know what his health is. And they're down a guard. So they could be in a lot of trouble if they face a team with a really good pass rush. I mean, they actually probably rather face Tampa than Washington with the way Washington is built with their D-line coming after them because that would be a tough matchup for the Green Bay O-line is facing that Washington front seven. So just something to think about when you're watching these games is who would give Green Bay a really tough run. But uh, they are rolling everybody. They are just... I mean, they, they crushed the Bears. They have crushed basically everybody over the last like month and a half. And Aaron Rodgers looks so smooth. Outside of Marquez Valdez-Scantling drops, uh, th- which would be 60-yard touchdowns, uh, they, they are just like such a crisp offense right now. It is really tough to bet against them. But the number one team I have going into the playoffs is the two-seed in the AFC, the Buffalo Bills. They are They're winning every game by double digits. They're beating good teams. I mean, they beat the Miami Dolphins, who needed a win and in. All they needed to do was win and they make the playoffs against their rival, the Buffalo Bills. And they slaughtered them. They beat them by 30 points. They confused the heck out of Tua, and they just flew all over a very good Dolphin defense to the tune of 56 points. I mean, they put up 56 points. Josh Allen, he sh- he's going to be the uh, most improved player of the year. That's not really, like, a big award, but he is the most improved player this year. He's become, like, an elite quarterback. Um, he's really improved his game this year. And they have, Brian Dayball has built an offense around his strengths and has really helped him. So Buffalo is not a team I want to face. I mean, as a Browns fan, um... I mean, I would like playing Buffalo because I just like both the teams where I was like, if we lost to Buffalo, uh, I would accept that more than losing to any of the other teams. That being said, which team do I not want to face if I'm like, you know, playing? Like if I'm like, hey, we want to win the game. Buffalo is the one team I want to avoid right now. They are playing so good. They're beating everybody by 10 plus They, I mean this season, like outside of, you know, if you take away that DeAndre Hopkins Hail Mary, they're in the talk for the one seed in the AFC. They have two games where they lost by like um, less than three. And then, I mean, outside of when they barely beat the Seahawks, every other game the last like three months has been, <coughs> excuse me, has been double digits and they've been cruising and they look sharp and Josh Allen looks like an MVP candidate. So I've got the Bills as my number one seed, as the number one team going into the playoffs. A Bills-Chiefs game would be a lot of fun to watch, but these games these games you always want to see, they never happen because there's always an upset that happens beforehand. So I think they roll the Colts. I, I do think that the Bills win their first home game, but who knows? Maybe the Browns beat the Steelers. Maybe the Browns and Bills, and that leads to an upset. Who knows? Or maybe the Ravens roll the Titans and then finally uh, get past that hump of uh, of beating the Chiefs. And maybe the Chiefs are a one-and-out type of team. Who knows? It's going to be a lot of fun. It's, it's really fun to go into January and care about the playoffs and not just be like, oh, I want to root against the Ravens and Steelers. Which, uh, by the way, again, I get to do that because... Ah, uh, the Browns are in and playing the Steelers, so like that's it feels natural this time instead of just doing it out of spite and hate. So it's pretty cool. This is this is a good feeling to not worry about you know firing a head coach or you know getting a new GM or starting the quarterback search or like what t- what are we looking for in the draft? All of that is is a distant memory, and now it's just hey the Browns had a game this week. They've got a game and they've got to win because they face the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday Night Football. Alan, Chris on the call, and Baker Mayfield against Ben Roethlisberger. I've been dreaming about this as a possible matchup. I wanted revenge against Mason Rudolph, and we got that. I wanted, I I wanted revenge against the Ravens. Haven't had that yet. But the next thing I wanted was I was, and this is this was above all of them was. I want Miles Garrett to plant Ben Roethlisberger. I want him to hit him so hard that Ben Roethlisberger has to reconsider playing football next season. And I don't wish injuries, and I'm not wishing injury upon him. I just want the Browns to get after them so, so much that Ben's like, it's not even worth it to play football anymore. And we beat the Steelers, and we send him to his retirement. That is That's like my ultimate dream for this season. And I wanted to do that in week 17 and win the AFC North and send the Steelers home, but that didn't happen because we lost the Jets. And, and also, well, they beat the Col- the Steelers beat the Colts, and that's what won them the AFC North. But I want to just, I want Baker, Miles, Kevin Stefanski to kind of just have beaten the Steelers in the playoffs. And that would really just be like, hey, your time is over, it's done. And that's what I want out of this AFC playoffs. Ooh, it makes me so excited that that's even a possibility. Now, is the other possibility the fact that Ben Roethlisberger breaks the Browns' hearts again? Uh, You know, Tommy Maddox style from the 2002 playoffs? Not a lot of people realize who did the Browns face in the playoffs the last time they made the playoffs. That's right. They played the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they lost what was a... Heartbreaker of a game because they had the lead. They played great to start, but they let the Steelers hang around. They gave up a couple touchdowns. And as they're trying to ice the game away with a with a couple point lead, uh, you know, Dennis Northcutt on um, third down, alligator arms it. If he caught the ball, it would have been a first down and the Browns were able, would have been able to bleed out the clock. Instead, he dropped it. The Browns punt, Tommy Maddox goes down the field, the Browns lose, and it is soul crushing. I remember being such a little baby that day. I was so upset. My Uncle Tim was over watching the game with me and my dad. And I was I was a little rude because I was just so upset and angry at the Browns and at the Steelers. And uh, everyone in the room was like, wow, Jake is a pissy pants little baby boy. And I was 12. So, like, you know, it, it's not that crazy. But, I mean, that was like the beginning of my hate for this team, the Steelers. And this is the... This is just the perfect chance to resurrect those demons and just be... Or resurrect the ghosts of Brown's past and exorcise the demons of the Steelers. This is just... It's been a dream come true season. And now we have the chance to to undo so much shit that has been done. This really would put away the whole LOL Browns. Classic Browns. Lols Browns. Typical Browns. Like, that we are putting away this year 11 and 5 boom you can't really say the Browns are like a one win or zero win team especially after the way the Jags and the Jets have been playing okay they are in the playoffs so the streak is over now the Jets on the longest playoff drought streak and they, I mean the last couple years they've been right around 500 or now over 500 Baker Mayfield for his career is a winning quarterback even though he had to deal with Four different coaches in that span. He's still a winning quarterback. And things are going to get better, too. Imagine what the offseason is going to be like when Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield already know each other. And when the whole offense is like, oh, I know this offense. Oh, I know what we got to do. Yeah, yeah. And they know all these things. And all we do is add a couple pieces to improve, the Browns are going to be like, listen, we're not touching the O line. Maybe we'll add a guy for depth, but like that's the O line is staying the same, the quarterback's staying the same. We have three tight ends we really like; they're not going anywhere. Uh, the only change I could really see being made is like, well, we don't know if oh, when OBJ is going to be back, so maybe, maybe they do something a wide receiver. But I think they like their guys. They might just add like a you know day three guy like Donovan Peoples Jones again. And they love their running backs, obviously. And they're both signed for next season, too. So when you're adding all that up, this offense, I mean, nowhere to go but up. And, I mean, well, I didn't mean that. I meant, like, this offense has the potential to be explosive and so much better than they even are right now. Because this is, like, the basic version of this offense. Defense, I mean, defense needs pieces. Uh, they've been down Grant Delpit and Greedy Williams all season that those were supposed to be two starters, uh, in the secondary. They've been out. Um, they could use another safety to go with, um, the DBs because they're going to be playing five at a time. Kevin Johnson has an up and down season. Denzel Ward has missed a couple games. <coughs> their linebacking core has been really, really suspect. Uh, their D line has been good, but Vernon is now down. Uh, they've got a lot of money to spend. But look at this. I'm, I'm talking about the offseason already. I don't even need to be doing this. We are in the playoffs. We're going to be down Vernon, but that's okay because I think our rotation of DN's is, is strong. This is really exciting. So this is, I mean, I'll, I'll make my little predictions for the playoffs as the playoffs begin, uh, and it's awesome that the Browns are in it. Okay. So coming up, first game, Colts-Bills. I like the Bills. I think... They've been to the playoffs the last couple years. They're playing just so strong right now. Um, I really like the Colts. I think their future is, is going to be very good, but right now, um, I just don't see them really beating the bills. And I, I think Buffalo takes this one. Uh, let's say, uh, 34, 20, 34, 20 Buffalo. Uh, next up we got the Baltimore Ravens going to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, you know, this is another one just like the Bills, where it's like, okay, they've been there the last couple of years. You know, Buffalo, they didn't get their win last year. Lamar is 0-2 in uh um in the playoffs. They lost to the Titans last year. This is a redemption uh, opportunity for them. They are playing really strong right now. Tennessee is not playing all that strong. Ravens are actually favored uh in this game. The teams have the identical records. Uh, Tennessee beat them in overtime earlier this season. This just seems too much like Baltimore's time. Um, everything's pointing in their direction. They have the revenge on their side for the last two times they've played. And they are just playing so well right now. I do think it's going to be a fun game to watch. It's going to be a lot of ground and pound by each team. It, it These teams are very similar because, like, yeah, Lamar's more electric than Ryan Tannehill, obviously, he's Lamar Jackson, but Ryan Tannehill, he relies on the same things that Lamar does, so I think they're comparable quarterbacks in at least their style, um, you know, and uh, I mean, they're built around their running game, even though, you know, one team has the 2,000-yard rusher, the other team has just four guys that are going to run the ball. Defensively, Baltimore is going to be the difference, though. Um if they can shut down AJ Brown and Corey Davis even just a little bit, I, I see Baltimore winning this game twenty-eight to twenty and no no twenty-eight to sixteen. I really I, I think I I think Baltimore's just playing too well right now. Uh and then the Brown Steelers. Look, I started the season by predicting the Browns would go ten and six. I had them winning the final game of the season to get there. Well, looks like I wasn't strong enough on the Browns. So I'm not going to make that mistake now. I think the Browns go into Pittsburgh. They ride Nick Chubb more than they have all season. Kevin Stefanski, he was clearly holding back last week, which makes me believe that he has a game plan for this game. He knew it could very well be the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think he was planning on playing them. I think the Browns go into Pittsburgh they put together a game plan and they win 34 to 30 at Pittsburgh they ride Nick Chubb defense defense is going to give up some points in this game i uh, there's no doubt about that um but can they hold on can they bend not break enough can they get to Ben Roethlisberger enough um that'll be the question i still think they give up 30 i think they if they win 34 32 uh not 34 30 I think they give up a good amount of points, but they hold on enough because Baker Mayfield, even though he gets sacked a couple times in this game, even though the O-line is going to be patchy at times without Bill Callahan, the offensive line coach, which for a lot of teams, missing the O-line coach doesn't matter, but for the Browns, missing the O-line coach, that matters. He is a hell of a coach. He's one of the best assistant coaches we have, and the fact that he's going to be out this game uh, that makes me super nervous. Uh, he might be able to be in the booth. I'm not really sure how that's going to work, but uh, he might he might be out and that'll be a problem. But I really do see the Browns being able to ride this running game. Their wide receivers, are. it's going to be another week back for them. Uh, the tight ends, still I think one of the better tight end rooms in the league. As long as they can protect Baker enough and Baker is smart enough with getting rid of the ball, no intentional groundings, no holding onto it too long to take too many sacks. Steelers get a lot of sacks. Steelers force a lot of turnovers. If the Browns take care of the ball, I see them getting five uh you know ish touchdown drives. I think it'll lead to maybe four touchdowns and two field goals. I really don't want to lead, you know, uh be on like the leg of Cody Parkey, but kickers all over the league stink this year. I have the Browns winning an awesome Sunday Night Football game, 34-32 over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, In the NFC, I've got uh, Tampa Bay barely beating Washington. I I almost, I really want to take Washington. I think Washington covers. They're getting like eight and a half right now. But I just think Tampa Bay's defense is a little bit better than people are giving it credit. uh, As... As much as I really want to pick the NFC East winner to win a game and just shock everybody, I just don't think it happens because they're facing a really good wildcard team. And I think Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, they're not going to lose to this Washington team. They're going to lose, but they're not going to lose in this game. Um, and I think uh, they hold on um, good enough for like a 24-14 to 14 victory, maybe 24-17. Yeah, 24-17, and Tom Brady does enough to move on. Uh, maybe a slow start, though. I wouldn't be surprised if they have to turn it on in the second half. New Orleans Saints are hosting the Chicago Bears. Uh, I only see this game ending in heartbreak. This one is going to be 20-17 to New Orleans wins, whether it's because of a last-second field goal or a missed field goal by, um, by the Bears. Maybe it's an interception thrown by Trubisky. I'm not sure. I just only see it ending in heartbreak for the Bears who barely lose to the New Orleans Saints by three. Um, and then the final first round game, I do see the Rams upsetting the Seahawks. Even though I have the Seahawks ranked higher in the power rankings, I think the Rams are just built to beat them. Um, of course, this depends on John, uh, on Goff being back for the game. I'm not going to pick, you know, John Wofford or whoever that is to beat Seattle. Uh, I only think this will be, uh, you know, if Goff is in. I like their offense. I like, uh, I mean, I really like their defense against Seattle. And I think DK gets stymied by Jalen Ramsey. And that's the story of the game. And it's going to be uh, 23-21. The Rams beat the Seahawks. All right, then moving on to the second round. uh, We've got the Rams taking on the New Orleans Saints. And again, I have the Rams winning again. I think Sean McVay. Uh, he gets, you know, the better of of um, of Sean Payton. I think this really is the end of uh, of Drew Brees as we see him. You know, because this defense, they've got enough players to make you know uh, to make life hell on the Saints offense. Even though I think the Saints offense is really fun, really creative. I think once you playing with the big boys, you can't be like this all the time. Um, this will probably come down to another dumb call where everyone freaks out and the Saints have this as an excuse all offseason, uh, especially when they play the Rams. I mean, who, who doesn't love these dumb calls against the Rams? So who knows? Maybe uh, Drew Brees will have uh, you know an, an incompletion that's called a fumble that's returned for a touchdown. They don't overturn it. And I got the Saints losing 28-24 to the Los Angeles Rams. Then Tom Brady... And Tampa Bay take on Green Bay and the Bay of Pigs. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, MVP, he's going to put up some nice numbers. But I do see Tampa Bay beating Green Bay. I will hate to see it, but if Green Bay cannot be healthy on the offensive line protect Aaron Rodgers, I don't really know what else to say. I think it's just going to be really tough. Without David Bacchiari and without Ricky Wagner and you know having to play three new linemen, that's just it's just too much to deal with. And I think uh unfortunately Green Bay falls and Tampa rolls. And I got Tampa Wow, Tampa hosting the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, because that would be two um two wildcard teams. I got Tampa Bay. Winning that game and going to the Super Bowl, which of course is in Tampa Bay, Tom Brady gets to the Super Bowl in his first year with Tampa. Uh, they beat the Los Angeles Rams, thirty to twenty eight, in what is another really good game in the NFC playoffs. Who do they play? Well, the Chiefs host the Baltimore Ravens, and look at that, they get the bested by the Baltimore Ravens. I have both one seeds losing their first game of the playoffs. Um, the Chiefs, they've just been skating by a little too close to the sun. And I think Baltimore, after they resurrect you know, their problems with Tennessee, they go to Kansas City and nope, psych. I got Kansas City winning this one. I think Kansas City, um, they roll. I, I, I think Baltimore is a really good team. They're playing really well. But having to win at Tennessee and at Kansas City in back-to-back weeks, that is a lot to ask for of Lamar Jackson, a quarterback that... Really isn't like going to pick you apart. He can throw some pretty balls. He's he has hit some open receivers, but he is not going to be able to keep up with this Kansas City, and Kansas City is going to be so ready for this game. Andy Reid is going to basically have game planned for Baltimore, and basically and knowing that how tough their defense is. So he's going to be ready to shred them apart. He knows Marcus, and he loves to beat the shit out of Marcus Peters, and I'm going to like that. So I got Kansas City. I think they're going to win by two touchdowns over Baltimore, 34-20, to and go on to the uh, AFC Championship game. The Browns and Bills I have playing in an absolute classic, maybe the best game in NFL history. The Browns win the game 35-34. to it is back and forth the entire game. Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, people are going to be talking about as the future of the AFC with Patrick Mahomes. And The Browns roll 35-34 to 34 in what's known as the best game of all time. Then, and by the way, if you're counting, yes, that's the Browns beating the three seed on the road, the two seed on the road. So what do they do? Of course they go into Kansas City and they beat Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Uh, it's going to be a lower affair in this one. They are going to ground out the clock. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, he's incredible. He's ridiculous. But uh, a couple long drives by the Browns gets the Browns to win 24-21 over Kansas City on the road. Browns go to the Super Bowl. They go to Tampa Bay. They do not take down Tom Brady and Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. They fall short, but we all believe in Baker Mayfield. We all believe that Tom Brady hands him the mantle of you are going to be the next great one. And uh, even though the Browns fall 28-24 to in the Super Bowl, the foundation is there. So that is my prediction for the playoffs. Uh, I will have another podcast coming shortly. uh, But for now, it was just important to talk about the Browns. This has been a hell of a ride. Kevin Stefanski, I fully believe he should be the coach of the year. What he was had to go through in his rookie season and still getting to eleven wins is remarkable. I think uh, nothing short of just genius work by him from you know the whole season. Uh, Baker Mayfield went for twenty six touchdowns, eight interceptions, one huge improvement from going twenty two and twenty one last year. Uh, he's over five hundred as a career quarterback, and I think that's only going to go up from here. And you know what? It's just it's, I'm really excited for the future of the Cleveland Browns, and I'm really excited for them to possibly take down Pittsburgh in the hell that they've built at Heinz Field. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed the Cleveland Browns season as much as I have. It's probably impossible; no one has. But regardless. It's been a it's been a wild ride. Been a lot of fun and I'm ready for the Browns to start being a good consistent football team. Thanks and we will talk shortly. Go Browns. Hey.
0: <laughs> 3 4 3 4 3 4 3 4 You